Hey, stay tuned listeners. I hope you're all doing as well as you can be during this incredibly trying time. To help address many of the pressing questions surrounding the coronavirus, we are making available a special episode of Cafe Insider, the weekly podcast that I co-host with Ann Milgram. As many of you know, every Tuesday, Ann and I break down the politically charged legal news making the headlines. The podcast is part of the Cafe Insider subscription, and I'm grateful to every single one of our members. You help support our work. For some stories, we take down the paywall so everyone can be tuned into what's happening at a difficult time for this nation and for the world. And that's what we're doing today. For this special episode, Ann and I are lucky to be joined by our good friend, Lisa Monaco. Lisa served most recently as President Obama's Chief Homeland Security and Counterterrorism Advisor. She has held leadership positions throughout the Justice Department, working on highly sensitive national security issues. She's also an expert on the threat of pandemics. She coordinated the Obama administration's response to the Ebola crisis, and she now sits on Joe Biden's Coronavirus Response Task Force. She helps us break down the Trump administration's response to the pandemic, as well as the steps that can and should be taken now to both mitigate this crisis and ensure that it never happens again. What follows is a sample of my conversation with Lisa and Anne. If you want to hear our full discussion for free, go to cafe.com slash preet and sign up to receive an email with a link to the episode. That's cafe.com slash preet. For those of you who already received cafe emails, you'll be receiving a link shortly. To all insiders, thank you for supporting our work. Hey, Anne, how are you? Hey, Preet. How you doing? So just to let people know what's going on, we are all in our own individual homes, social distancing. Is that correct? Yes. I tweeted out a picture this morning. I'm sitting in a beach chair looking at a laptop with a microphone in front of me. I'm doing sort of not, the same. Not looking at you. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a little odd. And another uh, thing that's different today is given how serious the nature of the coronavirus threat is and all the questions that people have, we have a guest, a special guest who will be joining us for the whole program. Our, our first one. Our, our first full guest. We had your judge who was on the oh, show. Oh, that's right. But we have a guest who I think is one of the best people we could have to talk through all these issues with. And it's our longtime friend, Lisa Monaco. Hi, Lisa. Hi, guys. So just by way of introduction, people who listen to the show regularly and stay tuned know who Lisa is. And if you follow the news and watch TV, you also must know who Lisa is. But for those of you who don't, Lisa Monaco has had many, many jobs. She was the Homeland Security and Counterterrorism Advisor to Barack Obama. She was also, once upon a time, the Chief of Staff to Bob Mueller. She was also the Assistant Attorney General for the National Security Division of the Department of Justice. She was once counsel to Attorney General Janet Reno. Uh, she has a bunch of different things she does now, including teaching at NYU Law School with me and Anne. And, apropos of the current situation, when she was at the White House for Barack Obama, one of the things that she was responsible for was pandemic disease. And uh, just a few days ago, Vice President Biden established something called a Public Health Advisory Committee to help him formulate policy and recommendations with respect to coronavirus and other things. And one of the members of that committee is Lisa Monaco. And now with that introduction, we have no further time to talk about <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thanks, Preet, for letting people know that I couldn't keep a job. <laughs> also, I would say this. One of the things that uh, both Preet and I have been doing is calling you, Lisa, and texting with you and asking you questions about what's happening. And so we thought it'd be great to have you join us today so that all the listeners could have the benefit that Preet and I have had of your insight and thoughtfulness on this. So thanks for joining us. Well, it's great to be with you guys and always good to have an excuse to talk to you. Also, before we get into the president's response, congressional response, all the states and how they're responding, can I ask a basic question that I've been asking 
pretty much everyone I text with or call on the phone lately, you know, um, how are you doing? So I'm doing okay. Um, I think like everybody, getting used to a very, very different way of life. As you guys are today, I'm sitting at home in my apartment in Washington, D.C., and adjusting to, everyone's calling it a new normal, but it's pretty abnormal, and we're all experiencing it differently. But um, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing a lot of FaceTiming with my father, who's up outside of Boston in his house and doing the same with my siblings. So very, very strange times. And how are you doing? I'm good. I mean, I, I think we're all trying to adjust to what is a really strange situation. And, you know, to Lisa's point about her dad, I've dropped some stuff off at my parents and stayed 10 feet away, haven't brought our son with me, you know, just trying to take every single precaution we possibly can. I will tell you on a slightly later note that Obviously, schools are closed in New York City, and so our five-year-old is home, and there are over almost 50 kids in his class at school in two kindergarten classes. And so we've been doing Zoom snack time, these sort of online conferences with like 40 kids and wow. for snack and for lunch. And, you know, they they're not running the late night talk shows, they should literally run these <laughs> because it is comedy. The first 10 minutes are like, hi, hey, hi. And they're all screaming at each other. And then the last 10 minutes are, bye, see you later. What am I going to see you? But, you know, it's it's a really, you know, it's an imperfect solution that actually seems to work. And so, you know, we're getting by, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking about everyone and, and sending everyone well wishes because it's, it's tough. And, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out also how we can help other people who are more vulnerable and it's not easy. So, you know, I'm glad to be with you guys and, and talk about what's happening. Yeah. It's a tough time and just lots of things feel strange. I wrote about this in the note, the cafe insider note last week, you know, some of the things are not so dramatic, you know, just not going out as much, but when you hear things like the entire sports season in multiple sports gets canceled, you think, you know, what, what the hell is going on for us personally, we picked up our daughter from college. So she's mid, basically midway through her freshman year and getting in the groove of things. And we, we drove up to the school and it's a surreal scene, middle, early March. And you're seeing all these kids packing up their boxes and getting ready to say goodbye prematurely. I think it's particularly bad for freshmen and also seniors. Yeah. Because I don't think there's going to be a commencement at a lot of these schools. And at some places like Wash U, where we have a couple of friends, kids go there I think they announced they were ending the semester midway through their spring break. And so they never got to say goodbye or come back. So our daughter, I think, is a little <laughs> feeling that she'd rather be with her college friends, <laughs> with her two younger brothers and her mom and dad. She's a little cooped up. But I'm glad that we're all together and, and taking care of each other. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, as we all we all teach at NYU and we've gone virtual for the rest of the semester and you know, for the students, it's really, the, they've just closed the residence halls at NYU. The law school residence halls are open, but the world has changed really rapidly. And I think it's it's going to take everyone, particularly younger folks, a long time to, to just sort of make peace with how much it's changed. Of course, though, you know, and this can launch us into where we are now, it's the right thing. And I, you know, I don't know when you're a teenager or a young adult, if if you can understand that as much as I think all of us do as, as grownups, but it's definitely tough. Well, because we never see anything like this. You know, we, we've been through 9-11, uh, all, all of us on the phone. And, you know, if you know older folks, they went through a lot of other things, including World War II and the Vietnam War. And yet, the reaction is not like this. We'll get to it later. We'll talk about the you know the postponement of elections, but people keep reminding everybody 
that we had an election in the middle of the Civil War. But the nature yeah. of this thing yeah. is such that the required response is for people to sort of not venture out of their homes. So, so before we get to all these responses, I thought, Lisa, one of the great things about having you on, given your prior role and your current role, could you describe a little bit this experience you had back in January of 2017, where you literally engaged in a, a desktop or tabletop exercise about a global pandemic with the incoming people from the Trump administration, basically foreseeing exactly this kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and I can't claim credit for undertaking the exercise itself, right? What we were doing, this was, as you point out, Preet, this was actually, it was January 13th of 2017. So it was literally the last week of uh, the administration. And we were engaged in the transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration. And President Obama and Vice President Biden had said to their team and to me and the national security team, we want to have a very professional, very thorough, comprehensive transition. We want to make sure that there's an even uh, handoff. And some of those responsibilities fell to me, in particular, this planning for uh, an exercise scenario. It was, a, it was a table, what we call a tabletop exercise, which means that you literally get into a room and talk through a scenario and talk about issues and lessons learned from crises that we faced. And we did this basically taking a page out of the Bush administration's book. So back in 2009, in the transition between the uh, Bush administration and the Obama administration, the Bush administration did this exercise for the first time. They, they had the outgoing national security team and the incoming national security team sit down literally side by side, shoulder to shoulder, walking through various scenarios modeled on crises that the Bush administration had faced and having them impart to the incoming Obama team some of the lessons learned. And I was actually in that room in 2009 because I was sitting behind and staffing Bob Mueller. You pointed out, Preet, that I was chief of staff to Bob Mueller during that transition. And it was a really, really valuable discussion to have to be able to learn what the outgoing team had experienced and, and to try and understand some of the issues that the new team would be facing. Can you talk through a little bit what a tabletop exercise is? We did them sure. a lot when I was EG and Preet probably is experienced with them, but I think people have been talking a lot about it without really helping folks to understand exactly what it is. Sure. So it's, it literally is sitting around a table and you're walking through a scenario, a hypothetical scenario but it's, it's only hypothetical in the sense that it's not really happening as you're talking about it, but it's modeled on something that could occur and maybe something that has occurred. And you're trying to understand what would you do if the same situation arose again? And so you literally are sitting around a table, walking through a scenario. It usually has a facilitator they're saying, okay, the situation is as follows. In a terrorist scenario, you say, well, the bomb has gone off and the mayor in the city is going to be forced to make the following decisions. How do you react? And people will talk through the various scenarios, discuss what authorities they might have to act, uh, what are going to be the choices or the options in front of them, and how should they consider and when should they take on various decisions. So you're literally talking through 
a scenario and trying to understand and anticipate what you might be faced with and then inform, have that inform your planning going forward. So Lisa, are you are you Lisa, yeah. are you in a position? Yeah. Are you in a position to tell us any of the details of the scenario you were focused on in January 17? Yeah, so I can say a little bit about it, Preet. So when it came time for us to plan the transition between the Obama administration and the Trump administration, we knew for sure that we were going to do a tabletop exercise because it had been so beneficial to the outgoing team, to the incoming Obama team, rather, uh, in 2009. But we had to decide, okay, what, what are going to be the scenarios? And it fell to me and my team to plan out what the various scenarios would be. So we said, for sure, we want to walk through what we think is going to face the incoming team when it comes to terrorism issues. Uh, so we talked about a, a homegrown terrorist attack that would take place here on a what's called a soft target, like a sports event. We knew we wanted to have a cyber scenario be part of it because we knew that is such a big challenge and would likely be a challenge for the incoming team. We knew for sure that they would have to deal with a serious weather event like a hurricane. So we included that as a scenario. And then I said to the team, we've got to have a pandemic scenario um, because, because that is something that they're very likely to face. We knew that because we had dealt with Ebola, quite obviously. We had dealt with, during the Obama administration, the H1N1, Zika. So we basically put together these sets of scenarios and we included pandemic. So I just want to be clear on one thing about this exercise that we did. This wasn't a situation where we were providing the incoming team some secret answer key as to how to deal with a pandemic of a new coronavirus or a novel flu. This wasn't a situation where they didn't take sufficient notes or we were providing a special answer key. This was really about trying to make sure that we were conveying as much information about the lessons that we had learned about dealing with a public health crisis uh, and making sure that we were flagging for the new team the things that we thought should be at the top of their worry list and the things that they should be most focused on when it comes to homeland security. That was the point. Uh, and in particular, we included, we created that scenario. We said, what's going to be the thing we're most concerned about when it comes to a pandemic? It wasn't Ebola. It was, in fact, a new strain of flu. And if you talk to any public health expert out there, they would tell you that when it comes to epidemic or pandemic disease, the thing they're most concerned about. My conversation with Lisa and Anne continues. The weekly Cafe Insider podcast is usually just for members of the Cafe Insider community, but this week you can head to cafe.com slash preet and sign up to receive a link to listen to the full episode for free. And if you'd like to become a member and get a two-week free trial, you can do so at cafe.com slash insider. For those of you who already receive Cafe emails, you'll be receiving a link shortly. To all insiders, thank you for supporting our work.